Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hello guys, welcome to another episode. This time we're going to talk about self-awareness. So for those who don't know, self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do or don't align with your internal standards. So it's kind of like the way you see yourself. Like, So there's three types of self-awareness. There is the bodily self-awareness. This is a sense of awareness that allows... Like, for example, animals to understand that they're different uh, from the rest of their environment. There's the social self-awareness and there's the introspective self-awareness. There are, there are also four different keys on being of having self-awareness. And that is being intentional, thinking differently, building skills, and changing your context. Now that I just dump all this information from you we can digest it together. Um, so first, I will talk about my journey of self-awareness and then I will give the floor to Emily. So for me, self-awareness came hard because I have something called Asperger's. So I don't really, it's really hard for me to to see how, I think I'm very critical of myself, of what I do from within what for me is okay. But Sometimes I say and do things that I think is okay in my mind, but they might not be the best way to handle social situations because people get hurt. But if I put myself in those shoes, I wouldn't get hurt. So it's hard for me to be like, okay, well, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that. Because if I put myself in that position, for me, a fact is a fact. So I, I'm very black and white, so I can kind of process the gray area of somebody getting hurt because of what I said. So I think self-awareness with me has come with more like seeing how other people react to different things and understanding, oh, okay, don't say those things or don't do those things because people are going to feel bad. And I don't want people to feel bad, even though if somebody would do that to me, I wouldn't feel bad kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Rosa, I definitely want to explore more of what you mentioned. Um, and hey, listeners, want to chime in. So like, what are some specific examples in which you've seen that happen, in which you thought what you said was logical or made sense, but the other person might have reacted reacted negatively based on what you said, or you didn't realize that you said something? So this is definitely messed up and toxic, but and I have like obviously gone for it. But like, I am very like solution and so there's a issue then you have a solution right mm -hmm. and I zero in on things because that's how my brain works so like in my sorority we had like a lot of people that would complain about like being overweight or like not even because nobody was overweight more like it was just like you know a couple of pounds more that they wanted to lose you know and I was like okay then let's create a group and like let's lose weight together you know or like stop complaining about it and just do something about it kind of thing you know and some people like they rub the wrong way and I think the way also that I said it was very harsh 
and like there's no justification because I feel like people have different uh, what's it called uh, journeys with their bodies and self acceptance mm -hmm. and all of that. But for me, it was just like, okay, you have a problem, then there's a solution. I mean, and even if you don't lose weight, like just trying to get healthier, like doing exercise, like you're not going to lose anything from that, you know, it's only a brass. So mm -hmm. like to tell a person, hey, get off your ass and exercise. For me, it's not like anything crazy, but I can right. see now how that can hurt someone. Mm -hmm. I honestly... On my personal opinion, I feel like, yes, in at some level or degree, your ideas or thoughts about things change over time, but how you speak to them or what you say mm -hmm. about these things to other people will affect how they perceive you. So, I mean, it's the same thing for me where, like, um, I can't think of a specific example, but now I'm just more intentional about, like, who my audience is and how I want to say certain things. Like, I still have strong opinions But at the same time, when I say it to them, I want to make sure I give them space to like talk about it or like reflect on it together. Does that make sense? It's mm -hmm. really just more about like a communication style rather than your personal opinions on things. I mean, it's kind of like what they say that people don't remember what you said, but how you make them feel. Like I have exactly. definitely yeah. burned a lot of bridges because of like the things that I have said that I didn't think there was a big deal, but it was, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like you, like you said, you have to be very mindful and how you put your message across, you know. You might right. have good intentions, but if that person, like, I, like you, oh, bro, there's sometimes things happen and like sometimes I have such... Uh, because of the way that my brain works, I have such different perspective, perspective, perception of how things happen that I remember something completely different. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I also think it depends on the people that you surround yourself with. Like, I feel like if you're at a certain point and you're surrounding yourself with good people that are honest with you, that call you out on your shit, and it becomes like a major issue, they'll call you out on it and you'll like, talk to about it as logical human beings mm -hmm. unfortunately they're just people that might be more avoidant or not as close to you right and it, they don't think it's the worth the energy to talk about a certain topic because they might not see you all the time or they might see you like once a year and it's it's like the effort you bring into the conversation of the relationship as well mm -hmm. yeah definitely like i think To build self-awareness, you have to have, like, expectators, people like your family, people that care for you, too. Like, mm -hmm. it is a very, like, it can be very, like, I know that it really should be, it, it, a lot of people, I guess, see it as just you trying to, like, build a better version of yourself kind of thing. But for me, it's, like, also, I mean, I guess because of the way I think, that you kind of also need to like listen to what other people say and kind of take what their advice, you know, and know that like they care for you. So obviously if they tell you something about maybe like whatever, a partner that you have or something that you're doing, then mm -hmm. take it for what it is. And as someone that wants to see something good out of you. So, you know, like hear what they have to say. Right. It's, I mean, I know we're talking like very broad terms, but I think a lot of it is also like setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone that is hearing your opinion from someone, how do I say it? If you are a person that's listening from someone else's opinion and you don't want to hear it, you can also say, hey, thanks for your advice. I don't really need it. Or, you know, and like, you don't always have to react. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, you know, recently what I've been feeling like is that we all love to give advice and we all love to give opinions. And at the same time, maybe the person's talking to you just so that you can listen to them and they just want to like have you hear them out without actually giving unsolicited information. Uh, So that's something I think about in terms of self-awareness too. It's like knowing when to say stuff and then when you realize, oh, wait, this person just wants to rant. I'm going to let them rant give them the support they need yes and then have them move on yeah kind of way exactly because like they like you say like sometimes people just want to rant and you just want to find a solution for their problems you know and Mm -hmm. it's very interesting because there's a couple of things that like you really need in order to become more self-aware and that is empathy which is what you were gonna say uh that it's like you kind of know when to like step in or when to just listen you know and with that comes adaptability. So how you react to a tough situation or when someone tells you something, you know, that might not be the, a good, um, like, um, like it might not be, it might be a tough criticism. Mm-hmm. And with that, you need confidence mm-hmm. because you need to accept and embrace your flaws. Uh, I think it's very interesting because in France, like people are very tough in giving criticism. And I have learned to take it like more gracefully than before. Like in the US, I was always like really top of my class and everything. Mm. And when I went to college here, it was really hard. And it's just incredible how like humbling, like the experience is like, I become a way more humble person. Well, not that much humble because I wasn't a humble, but like, you know, I become more like more willing to like take that, take that. Mm from other people that have lived longer or know more than me you know right I mean I think from American style though we tend to love giving compliment sandwiches so it's like here's this big compliment and then here's this shitty thing you did and then here's another big compliment right and so sometimes I feel like feedback or reactions get hidden under all that layer Mm -hmm. of like fluffiness which at times it's like just tell me what went wrong just like let me know you know you don't need to give me this extra layer that I don't need to care about um i mean that that applies to like personal life and also professional life too so i I also wonder like if i worked in asia or if i lived in asia like how would my ideas be different because i know they're more straightforward in some um some areas i think i find it very refreshing Uh, i think Mm. that also like in the u.s we're so like made of glass that like another thing to become more self-aware is having mindfulness and we're so made of grass that we dwell on the past or like you know we still think about embarrassing something something that happened to us like 10 years like ago you know what I mean like we we get stuck on that and you have to like live your moment you know Mm -hmm. and but you also have to have patience Mm -hmm. uh, because you have to have patience with yourself and with others as well like I feel like that's the biggest thing uh, for me because when I'm not patient then I'm not kind right mm. and with Jocelyn I have learned to be patient because he's always moving at a gracious pace I mean you know I this is not the first time remember when we try to when we try to go to the what's it called airport and like you know like there's this tiktok about like you know like when you're like don't and then they're like and the sandy huh like literally that's us like i am like let's go get our shit done like i'm not as type a as all of you new yorkers but at least i try to like come on let's go and Josan is like literally there's no such thing as time and space for him he lives in a different time he's his own set of physics like you know what i mean like it's just 
nothing goes fast for him. Like, there's no such thing as do this fast. I need this now, you know? I think that's so endearing. But at the same time, I could see how it could get frustrating. I remember when you were trying to get the Uber from the airport, he was literally just like, just got his dumplings that he was going to eat and he had to devour in the next five minutes before they had to leave. But speaking of, so we were talking about emotional maturity and uh, being able to interact and have that level of empathy. When did you feel was a turning point for you where you felt like you became mature or you gain more of that self-awareness? Was there like a critical point in your life where that happened? I think that like I've done a lot of maturing like all over the place. But I think that the biggest one was moving to New York. I think it was a cultural like shock for me. Like my parents are immigrants and so am I. And we moved to Peru. I mean, from Peru to Miami when I was 11. But Miami is pretty much very similar to Peru. Like... It's like, you know, Miraflores. Like, it's a nice area in Peru, pretty much, to me, you know? Like, everybody mostly speaks Spanish. There's a lot of our culture. But New York is everybody's culture. And people in New York are very cutthroat. And, like, you know, like, it's all of the people that did really well in school that got a job. Like, you know, there's nothing that, like, sets you apart. You're a bunch of... You were you're in a room with a bunch of people that were prom queens and kings just you like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it was very like shocking to me to be like wow I actually need to improve myself because I was a big fish in a small pond for a very long time you know I was surrounded by slackers and in high school and well not not all my friends were slackers most of my friends were not slackers just put it out there but like not to the same level of then they did not see success as I did let's put it that way because like now I don't see success as oh let me just be like BP by the time I'm 27 you know but that was a goal of mine before so I was very driven and I really wanted to go up the corporate ladder and all of that stuff so yeah like I think that because I had all these goals and I realized that I I did it. I made it to New York, but to get higher, I you need to become better. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I started like there's like this whole list of things, you know, like you are open minded, you're you're mindful of your strengths and weaknesses because if not, then people will take your explore your weaknesses, especially in the corporate world. You know, mm-hmm. you have to stay focused on what you want. Um, because, like, honestly, right now, I'm not focused. And I can see that sometimes in my work. Uh, like you said, you have to set boundaries. Uh, because if you don't, like, you know, you don't set time for, like, your work or your passions, like, you're never going to get to do them. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, because I get very mercurial, uh, try to, like, like you know your emotional triggers I don't know if that ever happened to you I mean and like I know what things trigger me like yeah. sound triggers me like like the, it's just things that trigger me and then I'm gonna become a bad version of myself like mm. like I know that I'm gonna act out you know because I'm so harsh like Emily I'm so hard I'm so capable of saying horrible things and not even like but for me, because for me, 
it's not like a big deal. Like, because my brain doesn't, like, for example, yesterday I was not having a good day at work and I had a one-on-one with my boss and he asked me, how's the environment at work? And I said, it was horrible. Like, because people were getting laid off and in the tech industry. And he was like, yeah, I know it's hard. Like, I mean, you know, things are going to get better, whatever. I mean, what can he say? He's my boss, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, like, but I was just dumping all this negativity on him, which like is really messed up, you know? And he's a really wonderful like boss. So I should have like not done that. But I was so nuclear and so like, ugh, about everything right. that I, I literally was like, yeah, I'm trying to make everybody feel better because he sucks everywhere. Mm-hmm. He sucks here and he sucks everywhere else. And he was just like, okay. But like, it's crazy because how, why are you saying that to your boss? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it sounds like uh, what you're trying to say, it's like everything is still a work in progress right now. You're, it just sounds like you're re- realizing where your triggers are and finding better ways to manage that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a trigger that is like... Honestly, I mean, there's like physical triggers and there's like emotional triggers, right? So mm-hmm. physical triggers triggers for me is like if I am surrounded by like a lot of people and they they just Mm -hmm. take a lot of energy out of me or if it's like a very loud environment and like I'm in that loud environment for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. and not just like concerts or or activities I enjoy but literally like I'm stuck in a conference room of like 300 people for five hours like I'm gonna get triggered because I'm like tired af and I don't want to talk to anyone I think there's more of like um conversational triggers so things about perhaps like my career where what I want to do next or I think like maybe like some financial triggers too like you know when we talk about money I think can be uncomfortable for me but at that point I feel like that's where you could just like put in your boundaries be like hey I kind of don't want to talk about this like can we move on to other things mm-hmm. um yeah I mean is that like what you're looking for or what you're what you're talking about yeah like I mean like knowing like to be self-aware because you're not perfect and you're not like a monk. Mm-hmm. So you have to stay away from your triggers. Like for me, I, I work in an open space now and like I'm very sensitive to sound. Like, mm. okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. I have, I'm autistic. So like, it's just so like, I I feel like I need to make sound to not go crazy. Like I talk to my coworkers right. a lot. They're wonderful. Right. And like, I have a group of coworkers that I really enjoy. And like, I try to be empathetic. So I know that like, for example, sales, marketing, like their job is to talk. So mm-hmm. obviously they're talking, but like, mm-hmm. so I like hate them for that, but I know that that's what they have to do, you know? But yeah. for me, like I need to have quiet to think. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just like very, like puts me in a bad mood. Okay, so as I was going to my to the list of how to become more self-aware, there's uh something else called embrace your intuition. So yeah, like you and learn to trust uh your instincts in your decision making, uh, and the risk associated with your choices. And another thing is you practice self-discipline. So I what can... self-discipline? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what self-discipline? What do you mean? <laughs> I, was, I don't I was, have any. I was just going to say, like, I cannot think at the top of myself. Like, I mean, yeah, I like run marathons, but it's because I have an obsession of running. Like, I cannot say something that I have done that it has been, like, 
self-discipline like I feel like I like self-discipline yeah, because same. I am I feel like again everything I had I'm forgetting on the states but growing up in the U.S. we have so used to like instant gratification that like you know I just don't know how to not get what I want right away self-discipline is really hard for me because I'm externally motivated so unless I put it out there that I'm doing things or there's like a reward for it, it's very hard to keep myself motivated at times. <laughs> so like, for instance, I'm telling everyone I'm running the marathon. And so like now everyone's going to check in with me next year and say, how did the marathon go? And I'll be like, I, you know, I can't say I didn't do it because everyone's relying on me. <laughs> Damn. Like you're literally putting yourself in a spot. Like you're like, okay. Like I have to. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I kind of wish I was internally motivated so I could do things that don't necessarily require like people affirming me or people saying like, great job or things like that, which like ties into a lot of like childhood stuff. But that's, yeah, that's similar to you where it's like, you need that external validation. No, I really don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Like I, because I mean, it's it's not like something like that. I think of them less or anything. It's just like, I I cannot think like other people, so I can't put myself in what they think. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I always, I always like for a lot of people, running probably a marathon is stupid. You know what I mean? Like wasting. They would think that every. You know, every time we go for like a two-hour run, you know, to get those miles in, it's like a wasted time that you can be with your family. Like, you know, but that's a way to see it, and I respect that. But for me, it's like that's two hours that I'm working on my temple, which is myself. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is it is interesting because the sex way to um, consider how your actions affect others uh and that's what i talk about like you know what what i what i said before sometimes the things that you say or do like like i just like you know what i i went off talking about how sometimes i can be harsh so how i went on my rant about like saying mean things like another thing is how to apologize when necessary self-awareness will make you realize when you effed up when you fuck up Mm -hmm. and you say well whatever mistake that you have made you have to say sorry, you know, like to move on. But another big part of self-awareness is that you may say sorry, but the person might not take it. I don't know if that yeah. ever happened to you, but... Yeah. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I have burned bitches where I said something to someone, I literally apologized and they said no. And I was just like, okay, fine. Like, I mean, what else can you do? Like, you're not gonna... S- you know, kill yourself or something. I don't know, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like you're not, you're not gonna. What else can you do? I think yeah. that. I mean, and it's fair, and like you have, you can't ha- hold a grudge. Like it's interesting when people are like, "Oh yeah, I don't like this person because they didn't forgive me." I'm like, okay, well, that's not like a good point. But you have to be like open minded enough to understand that 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 can happen. Yeah, I think it's definitely easier said than done. But I feel like if you step away from a relationship. Or a conversation knowing that you did the best you can in apologizing mm-hmm. and recognizing your weaknesses and trying to make amends. And you might not get that reciprocated for the other person. Like there's two things that come out of that, right? Number one, it's telling of the relationship you have with the other person, whether it's strong mm-hmm. or not. And then number two, it's also representation of like where that other person or might be at in their own journey, right? Not mm-hmm. being able to take apologies. 
Or number three, you just weren't good friends in the first place and they just move on. <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. So it, it, I think it's like, that's a huge part of like navigating personal relationships. I think that's definitely one of the hardest parts, especially when you reach conflict and it doesn't get resolved in the ideal way. You just have to know that you did your best and try to move on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do about it. That's why conflict resolution is so hard. Like, mm-hmm. both of you need to be self-aware. And that's why it's really hard to, like, deal with narcissists or people that are, are not self-aware because you're kind of, like, kind of, like, stonewalling you because they just want it to be the way they want it to be. So right. I feel like, like you know, you, you, you just don't, like, engage with emotional terrorists. You just have to go your separate ways. Yes, and I think... Yeah, everyone's on their own self-awareness journey and sometimes they don't match and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? That's just how life is. Anyway, so another part that you mentioned, what, what was it like physical awareness? Mm-hmm. Is that one huge thing? Can you talk more about that? So physical awareness is more about how, uh, like, your sensations that you feel, like, the senses, how you perceive things, right? Mm-hmm, 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 and, like, that's why it's so important because, like, if you have, you have a distorted body awareness, then you can have, like, different disorders like obesity, anorexia, an- anorexia, anorexia. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I, I mean, I could give like one example, which it's like kind of relevant, but along the lines of like body and physical and just, I guess, mental as well. So what I've like realized the past few years is that feelings are temporary. Like what you currently feel in this exact moment, A, might actually not be true or B, will will just stick with you for a few hours and then eventually go away. Obviously, unless you have like a larger underlying health issue or mental issue. So two examples that come into play. This morning, mm-hmm. I woke up with a, a sudden a sudden urge of like anxiety. Like literally, not crippling anxiety, but like I felt like the world was on fire and I had to do something, right? And I, I couldn't figure out why. And what I did, I was like, I literally, I think I just like had a lot of tasks, like personal tasks I didn't finish from this week or things I had to catch up on. And I was like, oh my God, taxes are due, but they're not due in like two months. So I don't know why I was worrying about it now. Mm-hmm. And then what I did was like, I took three deep breaths. I just like stood there next to my uh, bed and took three deep breaths. And then I like was able to let the anxiety go away, right? It took like five minutes and then it just like what and past. But I felt like Emily in the past, if I had that the same feeling, I would let it overwhelm me and mm-hmm. take it with me throughout the rest of the day. So it'll bleed into like me working out. And like if I worked out, I'll be like, God damn, Emily, you didn't do enough to work out. Like you're not you're not like sweating enough, right? Or like it'll bleed into work where I leave a meeting feeling tired or anxious. And then at the end of the meeting I'll be like, damn, that was a shitty meeting. Like I did not lead it well, right? And like have it go throughout my day. But because I like just took that intentional time to breathe, mm-hmm. that really like helped me through that rest rest of today. Um, another thing that happened to me, I would say like two three weeks ago, was I woke up feeling very sad, <laughs> just like like every, the world is on fire. Like I hate my life. Very sad. It was also like rainy outside, and I didn't know how to. It was that one was like really hard for me to work through those feelings. So I was, I would say I was, I was sad for around like five to six hours. 
And what really helped was that all, all I did was that I put on my headphones, I played some BTS piano music, I like turned off all the lights, and I just let myself cry. Like the power of just crying, like just letting your tears out, mm-hmm. being okay with not understanding where they're coming from. And then like I, I would, I said I cried for like an hour and then I felt so much better. Have you had feelings like that, Rosa, where it's just like you had this like strong feeling and you need to let it out, but, and you either did it or you like had to like figure out and work through it. So like sometimes, especially during winter, I have like very sad, um, like I wouldn't even say days, I would say like weeks, um, like it's just a mood swings, you know, mm. um, yeah, I mean, it usually happens, like, around my birthday. I don't know. It's just, mm. I feel like the existential dread of being alive is too much sometimes. Like, it's, like, a very, like, wow, I am getting older. I am here. Mm. Um, Kind of thinking. So I try to kind of stay away. Like, I think that, that I think what you said resonates with me is because I do try to feel my feelings. Like, a lot of people try to do other things to just, like, you know, uh, not feel them which is fine like we'll quote cope, cope however we can but for me it's more like just sit in the moment and feel the feeling and just let it go like I feel like a lot of people like what I one of the things I learned in therapy is that like don't hold feelings hostage you know mm. it's let them go it's like an, a crowd so sometimes a crowd follows you for a very long time and then it just goes away don't don't hold it like just you know feel it and just let it go yeah easier said than done but i feel like yeah you, like in the past i would hold on to it or i would like shit on myself for hold for like holding on to that feeling like oh why are you feeling sad there's nothing to be sad about or like why are you feeling anxious there's nothing on fire right and so when you end up shaming yourself it actually like makes it so much worse I was reading this article that says that introspection doesn't always improve your self-awareness. So you can literally like sit for hours just going through every minutely thing that you do in a day or like, but it doesn't make, give you like a breakthrough. On the opposite, maybe like it really makes your day worse. Yeah, it's like the downsides of overthinking. I feel like sometimes you just need to let things go and like know what happened and move on because mm-hmm. I feel like overthinking is also... A result of you thinking you could change your past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, you can't, right? You can't. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like when you make mistakes, you reflect on them as much as you can. And you're trying to move on because there's no point in going above and beyond that. So one last, uh, what's it called, point uh, that I wanted to make. I said, wait for this. And imagine right now a chart, Right. And there's a Y and an X axis, right? Mm-hmm. And in the Y axis, there's the title will be, the name will be internal self-awareness and it will go from low to high. Okay. And on that X axis, it will be external self-awareness, also from low to high. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just divide this by four. So you have a two and two, two columns and two rows, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the bottom, with low internal and low external self-awareness, we have the seekers. They don't know who they are. I mean, you are young, most likely, right? Uh, 
they don't know what they stand for or like who is in their team or anything. So that's why they might feel stuck or frustrated uh, with their performance and relationships. And I think that happens a lot with like when you're a teenager, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just becoming yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, after, like right next to them, so they have high self-awareness, but they have low, they have high external self-awareness, but low internal self-awareness is the pleasers. So they can be focused on appearing a certain way to others mm. so that they could be overlooking what actually matters to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they like they don't care about their own fulfillment, but they're more about like worry about like what their mother thinks or their dad thinks. So like they only care about that, mm-hmm. which you end up being very bitter because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now like we're moving up the ladder. So now we have high internal self-awareness. So we're going up to, you know, like the y-axis. Yeah. We have high internal self-awareness, but low external self-awareness. Yeah. And that's the introspectors. That's what I was trying to, when I was talking about like, you know, being to, uh, what's it called, overanalyzing yourself and uh, what's it called, like being, uh, uh, what's it called, over introspection kind of thing right right right. so they're i mean introspectors though (laughs) and so they're clear on who they are but they don't challenge their own views or search brain spots by getting feedback from others i see yep yep okay yep so this can harm the relationships and limit their success and to me Mm. that happens a lot in like that's british community and stuff like that well i wouldn't Mm. say that all people but like the people that that i sometimes it's like we get so i i we are like an island. Yeah. And so you just like, you need to like get other points of view to improve too. So, and then we have with high internal and external self-awareness, the aware. They know yeah. who they are. Mm-hmm. They know what they want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. They seek out and value others' opinions. And this is where leaders begin to fully realize the true benefits of self-awareness. So we're trying to get to that aware stage. So I've been hearing that you're in the introspective state. In, is it the introspective where it's like yeah. high internal self-awareness, but low external self-awareness? Yeah. What would you say you're doing now to try to move away from that, right? And be more socially aware? Uh, listen to others more. Uh, I've right. learned from my experiences before. And I think uh, now because my French isn't that good, like, I think I'm more like a listening person, not so much like, oh, let me impose my opinion and will on other people. So mm-hmm. I think that that has helped me a lot, too, to just right. be, like, more observing. I was yeah. going to ask you, Emily, out of the four, where do you think you are? Where do you think I am? Rosa? I don't, very I, obvious. I literally don't know. You don't, really? It's a pleaser. It's the. I was thinking pleaser, but I didn't like, bro. We're literally on the other end. On the on we're the, at the opposite ends. Well, here's the thing: like, I was definitely more of a pleaser when I was younger, but I feel like now that I know what my values are mm-hmm. and how to like say no and know that like know and understand my worth and what I want in life, that naturally moves me up more towards like the higher internal awareness. I mean, like, I think. Like if you look at a chart, it's it the internal awareness probably like just like is a straight line and then like slightly increased during college, slightly increased during 
my years after college and then they exponentially grew the past three years because of a lot of therapy right like just knowing that like I bring a lot of value that I can do all these things and I don't need people's approval to be okay with that obviously there's things like social hierarchy capitalism like all these things that like are right against that wave Mm -hmm. but like day by day I'm trying to be more of a person where like I know I don't need others approval to live my own life um and yeah I think we could both learn from each other in that in that aspect and I guess that's why we complement each other so well yeah well I love I love how you say it you know I don't need others permission to live my life that's beautiful yeah and with that (laughs) i think we have shared a lot of ourselves so with all that i hope that you have some introspection but not too much right right just the right amount just the right amount and you care about what others say but not too much (laughs) not too much yes yes everything in moderation you find balance and you become more aware yeah so yeah we hope you got a lot from this episode and we'll talk to you next episode see you guys bye